Amazon has so much credibility and there's so much new content being published on Amazon that Google gives them a lot of relevance. So if you can get your title closely matched up to the phrases that people are searching for on Google, then you have a better chance at ranking higher in Google. The Online Marketing Show with Joseph Bushnell. Helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money. Hi, this is Joey Bushnell. Welcome to another episode of the Online Marketing Show. Today's very special guest is Ty Cohen, who is going to be sharing with us his surprisingly simple strategy for selling $30,000 worth of ebooks on Amazon every single month. Ty, thank you so much for being with me on the call today. I am excited. I'm, I'm ready to hear you know, what we're going to talk about. So I've got my pen and, 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 and paper here to, ready to take notes and uh, let's do it. I can't wait over tight. Very excited about this call today. So to begin, you're a very experienced and well-known online marketer, um, but you're perhaps best known for Amazon publishing. Would you say that's a fair thing for me to say? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so you've told me some incredible numbers when it comes to what you're achieving. Uh, you're averaging 30k a month on Amazon, which I think is just absolutely incredible. How did you get started with all of this? No, I actually got started with Amazon's Advantage program, and if you, this is a program that they started when Amazon first became uh, known, and it was a program for physical book publishers. So anyone that had a physical book that they wanted to get distribution for, not only publishers but authors and writers as well. And I was doing pretty well with that program. So well, in fact, that Amazon invited me to become a beta tester for this new program that they were going to release, which was the uh, KDP, Kindle Direct Publishing Program. And uh, that's actually how I got started with publishing digital ebooks. Okay, so fast forwarding to today, what is working really well for you? Are you still selling other people's products and getting a commission, um, or are you selling your own stuff now? You know, so primarily it's my own ebooks that I'm selling. But the beautiful thing about Amazon is because the customer base is so huge, right? I, I, I guarantee that everyone that's listening to this podcast has heard about Amazon. And the majority of you that are listening, you've probably made a purchase before. You probably have a credit card on file with them. Um, you've probably, you may even, I, I would even venture to say that you might have multiple credit cards on file with them. So with that said, you can also use Amazon to build up a customer base, a database of leads. Um, but most of the ebooks that I sell are my own. And then sometimes I'll send people to a website where we'll capture their name and their email address and then sell them on other products, affiliate products as well. Okay, so we've mentioned a couple of times already the term Kindle. I'm sure many of the people listening to this are aware of what a Kindle is, but for anyone who isn't aware of what a Kindle is, what do we mean by Kindle? Absolutely. So the Kindle is actually a digital device. It's, it's sort of like a tablet, right, that allows you to go in and shop, down, purchase and download ebooks, and now you can go in and download videos and just apps and all types of things. But the original purpose of it was for you to be able to go on Amazon, use this app, purchase ebooks, 
and be able to instantly read them. All right. And it was one of the most game changing devices that we've seen in the last couple of years, just like the iPhone. Right. Mm-hmm. Just like the iPad. And then you've got this Kindle device that is and, and, and the Kindle device has totally changed the publishing industry. All right. So much so that now we have digital ebooks outselling physical books, sometimes two to one in most cases and sometimes three to four to one. So for every physical book that's sold. There's about two to three to four digital versions of that book that sold. Wow. I, I actually had uh, no idea that the, um, the size of the opportunity here was actually that big. So let's talk a bit more about this in a bit more detail. If anyone listening to this wants to try and do what you've done, Ty, wants to try and replicate what you've done, we need to know a little bit more about how you did it. So first of all, are you selling mainly fiction books and stories for people's entertainment or is this more of uh, you know the non-fiction information type books? Both. So so I do well with both uh, fact and fiction. So uh you know on the fiction side of things I do a lot of romance and and sci-fi and thriller and and mystery novels. And actually my daughter, she does a lot of of thriller uh, novels as well. She publishes a lot of thriller and mystery novels. She actually got started when she was 14. So I've got a great mixture in there. I've got a lot of how-to stuff. I'm big on personal development. So of course I started out with a lot of personal development, how to, how to think differently, how to control your inner game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of that stuff. I also sell a lot of, uh, how to become better with your finances mm-hmm. information. A lot of information that are, that's geared towards females on the weight loss side. So there's a huge variety and, and you can literally sell any, any, any topic, any genre that's out there. So with limitless genres out there, how do we find out what the hot topics are that have, you know, really great potential to sell well? So this is this is my favorite, right? Because there's some nights when I just literally stay up. I'm addicted to doing research. So I'll stay up literally to like two, three, four o'clock in the morning just researching new topics. And it's insane because I've got a list of like literally thousands of ebook ideas that, you know, that I want to eventually get to. So you'll never you'll never run out of an idea. You'll never run out of a topic. So two two of the ways that I do research is number one, just simply going on Amazon.com and finding out what's selling already. Okay, what's selling already? Now you can go over to the ebook section, and I also like to look at physical books because you'll be amazed at how many physical books don't have a digital counterpart yet. Right? Mm-hmm. Older physical books that were published, you know, 10 years ago and are still selling well. The topics are very much in demand. I'll go and look at those and I'll, and I'll say, you know what, this is something that folks are still interested in. Maybe I should go in and create something similar. Um, and it's very easy to do so. If there's a book that talks about Japanese tomato gardening and it's selling well, you can go in and talk about the same topic as well, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's one way. It's just simply going on Amazon and then looking at the sales rank, right? So if you find a book that, that, that is to your liking, it's pretty interesting, it's something that you want to publish, look at the sales rank. If you go down on the lower left-hand side, you'll see where it says sales rank. It's right right between like the publisher information and uh, there's some other info out there. So if you see a sales rank that's less than, I, I like to say 20 to 25,000, then that's a pretty decent area to be in, pretty decent area, because that book is selling. It's selling pretty well, whether it's physical or digital. So the second tool that I use is a tool that's, that's, it's another tool that you don't have to pay for, right? I'm big on not paying for things, right? Just being able to, to put as little time and as money into, uh, an ebook before I know if it's going to sell or not. 
All right, so the other tool is you can go over to Google, and it's called the Google Keyword Planner. And if you go to Google.com, you type in Keyword Planner, it should be the first or second result that you see. Click onto that. And what's awesome about this thing is you can literally type in a phrase or a keyword, and Google will tell you how many people have searched for it globally within the last 30 days. So if you type in the phrase, uh, Japanese tomato gardening, right? We'll stick to that. Mm-hmm. And Google says there's 23,000 people that search for this phrase globally because Google, uh, Amazon is a global marketplace. Uh, within the last 30 days, right? Mm-hmm. Then that's a good phrase. There's demand for it. And the reason why you're using this tool is to find out, you know, are people searching for information that's on this topic, right? Are people... Um, looking for what you plan on publishing. Uh, now, the other beautiful thing about this is Google will also give you similar phrases that people search for. So we typed in Japanese tomato gardening. Uh, Google might also give you phrases like how to grow a Japanese tomato garden, how to fertilize a Japanese tomato garden. And there's 5,000 people that search for that. And how to grow a Japanese tomato garden, there were 7,000 people that searched for that within the last 30 days. So when I see this, I get excited because what I've found over the last four or five years of doing this is if you can have a combined search volume, meaning all of the similar phrases that Google returns back to you, between 10,000 and 100,000, then you're in good shape. Between 10,000 and 100,000 combined. And, and listening to this, it might be a little bit difficult to, uh, to totally understand it, but if, if, you'll, you'll get it once you go in and, and, uh, and research and, and pull up that Google Keyword Planner. Now, the reason why I found that between 10,000 and 100,000 works great is because anything less than 10,000 and the marketplace is just not big enough, right? Okay. And I like to make as much money as possible, as much money as possible. So I don't want to just sell to, you know, five or 6,000 people. I want to be able to sell to as many people as possible. And I found that if it's more than 100,000, okay, then there's just too many people and the universe is too big. By that, I mean like the marketing universe. Mm-hmm. All right? And there's, there's more competition out there. So 10,000 to 100,000 is the honey spot for you right there. Uh, so, and, and, and those are two awesome ways to do research right there. You know, uh, takes no time to go in and do that. And like I said, once you start doing this and you see like there's this demand out there, it becomes kind of addictive. I, I, any moment that I have free, I'm doing research and I'm I'm making list of new ebooks to go ebook ideas to go in and publish. Brilliant! That's a, a great guide to uh, finding the sweet spot, I guess. Okay, so what do we do from here? I know that a part of your teachings is that the title of the ebook is very very important. Can you let us know a little bit more about this? Yeah, absolutely. So I like to call the title the first line of defense, right? You, you think about it in war times or whatever, whatever you, you have the first line, the second line, the third line. So your title is going to be your first line of defense. And again, going back to that, that Google Keyword Planner, you can get some great title ideas. One of the examples that I gave you was how to grow a Japanese tomato garden. Like Google might say there were 7,000 people that actually typed in that phrase. Even though your original phrase that you typed in was just Japanese tomato gardening, mm-hmm. Google's going to give you similar phrases. So in those similar phrases, you can find some, some really killer titles, right? Some ideas that you can use for your titles. Um, now, the reason why your title is so important is because 
you know, most people pay more attention to the title than anything else. If it doesn't attract them, if it doesn't speak directly to them, then they're just going to bypass your ebook and go on to the next one. Especially women. Women are very analytical. So they look at the title and they put more emphasis on that than anything. And if the title resonates with them, if it if it speaks to them subconsciously, and all of this happens in milliseconds. They look at you're doing a search on Amazon, you're you're looking for an ebook. You type in a couple of keywords and you, you happen to glance by all of the results that come up, right? Like think about it when you're doing a search. So you want to you wanna make sure that your title really stands out and it speaks to your prospect. Because after that, the next line of defense, your second line of defense is going to be your cover, right? They'll then, if the title looks good to them, if it resonates with them, they'll, they'll glance down at your cover, mm-hmm. right? And then... The third line of defense will be your description, sort of a description for your ebook. And in that area, you want to talk about, you know, what problems can this ebook solve for them? What what questions will it answer? Right? If it's a story, you want to talk about what are some of the characters and what are some of the problems that the characters face and and, and what's the plot about? Right? So with that description area, you can really pull your prospect in and you can really get them in and you can you can talk to them in a sense. All right, so use that area to, to be descriptive and to talk to them. So these titles, we know that people are searching on Amazon. Are people able to find us through Google as well? They absolutely are. So that's why that's another reason why it's important to have your titles in, in order, right? <laughs> and to use this Google keyword tool as well to go in and do that research. Amazon has so much credibility and there's so much new content being published on Amazon that Google gives them a lot of relevance. So if you can get your title closely matched up to the phrases that people are searching for on Google, then you have a better chance at ranking higher in Google. And to get a higher ranking in Google is something that typically costs money. Like if if anyone's listening to this podcast and you know anything about SEO, which is search engine optimization, you know that to get a, a, th- a third place, second place, or first place ranking on Google can be, it can be pretty costly. Not only that, but it can take a lot of time. But because of the weight that Amazon holds with Google uh, and a credibility that, that Amazon.com has, getting the right title in place, okay, can get you listed higher on Google, which in turn can go in and result in more sales. So imagine if someone's doing a search on Google, right, and they're searching for information, and because your book is listed on Amazon, if they type in the right phrases, then your book will, your book's title will appear on Google, right, and there's a higher chance that they'll click over to Amazon, as a result of seeing your title on on Google and then go in and purchase that ebook, so it just gives you more leeway to have your your titles properly correct uh, in place, so that you get that Google placement, uh, so that those people that are searching on Google can find you, as well as the people that are searching on Amazon. Are there any guidelines in regards to price? I mean, are you selling these? books very cheap and in high volume or are you charging more for these books and i guess probably selling less i mean how does it work great question so here's the thing i i find that the price points between 299 to 499 tend to work best 299 to 499 all right it works best and amazon pays you 70 percent now if anyone's if you're used to traditional publishing right you know that in traditional publishing you get paid a fraction of what the book sales price is Mm -hmm. Uh, Amazon has taken the opposite approach, and they said, you know, we're going to give, we're going to give the author the lion's share of the royalties. We're going to give the author the majority of the royalties. So they're giving you seventy percent; they keep thirty percent. And the reason why they do that is because they're smart. They want to get as as many 
ebooks published to their platform as possible. And they, they know that with higher commissions, they can attract more people. All right. Amazon wants you to make money. And the reason why they want you to make money is, I mean, what do you think? What do you think? That's, that's, one, that's a pretty obvious one. Because when you make money, they're going to make money. They're going to make yeah. money as well. So it's a win-win for them. As a matter of fact, when Amazon first, when they first got started, right, before they started selling like uh, can openers and vitamins and widgets and everything else, their primary purpose was to sell books. Their primary purpose was to become the world's largest bookstore. And they came up with the, the genius idea of being able to reach that goal by inviting regular folks like you and me who have content and opening up their platform and saying, we've got this amazing database of customers. Why don't you come in and upload your content and help us to become the world's largest bookstore? And in return, you get an outlet. You get a distribution outlet. So I think that was genius. And and as a result, you see now that the Waterstones and the the Barnes & Nobles and the Borders bookstores and the Books of Millions and all of the mom and pop bookstores, right? They're almost obsolete. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, taken over and disrupted the way that books are being sold forever, I imagine. Absolutely. It's just like the music industry, right? Mm-hmm. Think about it. When we first started listening to music, we primarily listened in the form of uh, a a, a uh, physical object, whether it was an 8-track, a cassette, a vinyl record, a CD. And now those things, you, you'd be hard-pressed to find any of those things. Right now, we, we primarily listen to music in a digital format. And the same thing has happened with the publishing industry, where physical books okay, are purchased less than digital books. And it's, it's never going back. Yeah, even as you say that, Ty, I'm, I'm thinking about my own spending habits. And I've got a bookcase full of books upstairs, but I bought most of those books, I would say, seven, seven years ago, perhaps, um, you know, or before. More recently, the books that I'm buying are, are digital. And, and from the numbers that you've mentioned, it seems that it's not just me, it's everyone. So I'm really convinced by this, you know, that it's changed forever and it isn't going back. And same, same here, you know, I've got, I've got a, t- I'm in my office right now, I'm looking at books that I have here, and these are older books, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Multiple Streams of Income, The Four Hour Work Week, The Million, uh, The Alchemist. So older books that I brought, uh, years ago, and, uh, now I look at, I, I, now here's the thing, I've got a disclaimer here, and I'm a bit embarrassed to say this, but I don't even own a Kindle. so that's the beauty of this you can publish content and you don't have to have a kindle nor do your readers because i have an iphone and i have an ipad with the kindle app on on both of those devices so so we can still go in and purchase Mm ebooks using any mobile device as long as we have that uh that app installed on our device we can even go in and purchase ebooks from our desktop or from our laptop that's how genius this whole system is and and how beautifully uh put together amazon has has uh, done this yeah and it, it just makes sense anyway in the modern world you know we, we've all probably got bookcases at home but we can't carry them around with us if we're traveling to another country or we want to read something in the airport or wherever it might be you know, to carry a book around is, is a little bit impractical. But if you've got um, your bookcase in your pocket, um, suddenly it's, uh, you know, the game has changed. It's a little bit like with um, the iPod. When the iPod first came out, people used to have huge record collections. Now it all fits into their pocket. So that's just the, that is the modern world that we live in now. And it's not going back. It's going to get more and more like this in, in the future, to be honest with you. So I'm definitely sold on that concept, Ty. So let's talk about 
how we actually make books. How do we get that done? If we've never written a book before ever in our life, what would you recommend that we do? So if you've never written a book before and, and, and if you're not into writing like I am, I don't write any of my books. When I first got started, I had written the first three and they were terrible. I've got an eight-year-old that could have probably put, put these things better <laughs> or write them out better than I, than I did. But um, there's, there's, there's actually three ways that you can do this. The first way is to write it yourself. So if you're a writer, then this is the option that you would go with. My wife is a writer, so she can crank out an ebook in about two to three days. Now, mind you, okay, these are uh, 30, 40, 50 page ebooks. They're not 200 pages. They're not like the Bible, five, 600 pages. Uh, they're 30, 40, 50 pages. Behind the scenes, you and I were talking about podcasts and the attention spans that most people have and where a typical podcast length could be up to 30, 45 minutes, right? 20, 30, 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. Because people are consuming this stuff on the go. So Amazon has found that the same applies to ebooks. Most people, right, they want a shorter ebook, whether it's fact or fiction. If, if, if it's information, they want to be able to get the solution, and that's it. They don't want a bunch of fluff and filler. If it's uh, entertainment, then they want to be entertained in short burst while they're waiting for the bus to come, or while they're at the airport waiting for their plane to come, or while they're on their lunch break at work, right? Mm -hmm. so, so these are shorter books. So the first way is to write it yourself. The second way, which is what I use, uh, and that is to outsource it. There's, there's tons of people. There's tens of thousands, if not more, people that love to write. Former English teachers, journalism majors, stay-at-home moms, professors, um, college students that just love to write and they'll write an ebook for you in exchange for payment. Now I find that I can spend about 100 to 150 bucks to get a 30 to 50 page ebook written. And it's a win-win. You know, you're supplying cash to these folks and they're supplying you with a well-written, well-researched ebook. And I use a few different websites to get, uh, to actually find freelancers or ghostwriters as you can call them some of those websites that i use are sites like elance.com uh, upwork.com it used to be called odesk now it's upwork u-p-w-o-r-k.com and uh, guru.com g-u-r-u.com I, I really like upwork and guru i get most of my writers from those two sites those two sites there yeah. and they've got they've got some great you know, we could talk all day about this stuff, but it, it's it's just a great way to be able to go in and hire someone to create a piece of content for you that's going to sell for months and years to come. I still have ebooks that I published four and a half years ago that are still making money for me to this day, that are still selling to this day, that are selling 24 hours a day. I noticed that you didn't mention Fiverr.com there, Ty. Is that something that you'd stay clear of? Yeah, I definitely stay clear of Fiverr because here's the thing, right? This is a business that continues to grow and you want to uh, approach us that way. Mm -hmm. So what I mean is you want to publish quality content and on the sites that I mentioned, you can get some, some really quality writers. They've got a review system just like Amazon. Amazon has that review system so you can go in and you can look at the freelancers, the outsourcers, and you can see how many other projects they've worked on before and you can see what type of feedback was left for them. Okay, mm -hmm. so you, you, you get the opportunity to hire some really cool people, some really highly qualified folks. On Fiverr, I mean, I've never hired anyone on Fiverr for anything other than having ebook covers created. Mm -hmm. You can have, find some really, really uh, professional graphics um, designers on Fiverr. 
and I hire book formatters on Fiverr as well every once in a while. But we, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself there. Let me let me give you guys the other way to uh, have your content created. So the third way would be to go in and speak it. All right, there's a lot of speech to recognition programs that are out there. Uh, there's some free ones that are on your computers. As a matter of fact, if you go on to your PC and you you type in speech recognition into the search bar, there's a free program that you can use. Uh, I think Macs have one as well. It might be Siri that's on the Mac. And there's also some paid programs like Dragon Naturally Speaking. And what you can do is you can go in and speak your ebook and then have it transcribed. All right, and it'll usually cost about a dollar per minute. Now, think about that. For for about a hundred bucks, you can get about forty to fifty pages worth of content once it's transcribed. All right, so those are the three different ways you can write it yourself, which is not my favorite. I spelled English 101 not once but twice in high school, so I'm not really a writer here. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go in and hire someone using the three sites that I gave you. Guru.com, Elance.com, and Upwork.com, or you can use a speech to recognition program and then have it transcribed. All very easy to do. Great, and uh, thank you for the different options there, Ty. Because I know you know what is right for one person might not be right for another. I know that personally, when it comes to writing jobs, I'm like a control freak, and I find it a little bit hard to let go and let someone else do it um, instead of me. However, at the same time, I also understand that if you want to get lots of these eBooks published. Then sometimes you, you you do just have to let it go. As long as as long as you can find a high quality writer that can do it, then I guess why not? I, I was the same way. I felt so. Here was the mindset that I had when I first got started. I felt there's no way that I could pay 150 bucks for something that's going to be of quality, something that's going to be well researched. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I wasn't even thinking at that level. So it's amazing how when we start to think differently, we get different results. My first ebook cost me 750 dollars. So, and I'm still pissed to this day. That was five years ago because I feel like <laughs> now. Sometimes we don't know what we don't know, right? But now that I now that I'm aware, I'm like, oh my god, that could have been four or five ebooks, mm-hmm. you know. So it, it's all about you know perspective and how we look at things. So, um, and you're absolutely right. Sometimes we have to let go. And uh, I, I was the same. And I, you know what? I'm still that way. I'm a recovering control freak because. <laughs> I don't think anyone can do something as well as I can do it. So it's hard to to relinquish that control. Mm-hmm. But once you do it, it's like, oh, my gosh, I wish I would have done this years ago. Like this, like I now have a few hours of, of extra freedom available, you know, so go ahead and do it. And uh, here, here's the thing that I learned about this, too, is your to-do list is always going to be packed. It's going to be jam-packed. All right. So I'd rather hire someone and they have it 90% done as well as I could do it than I not get it done at all. And it continue to sit on my to-do list for another six months. Sure, sure. Okay, so um, as uh, you know, a bit of a side note here, how many ebooks would you say that you have up online right now? Because I, I basically, I just want to get a sense of the scale that you're doing this at. And um, if it's even possible for someone to do what you've done on their own. So um, how many ebooks have you got selling on Amazon right now? So right now, mind you, I've been doing this for five years. I'm doing between uh, thirty dollars to $50,000 a month, depending on the month. Uh, it's never less than that. And I've got just under 500 books right now. And I didn't really scale things up until I was doing about $11,000 a 
a month because I was pretty complacent with it, right? I got a call from a buddy one time, and, and I had just went to my P.O. box, and I picked up this check from Amazon, and it was $11,000. It was just shy of $11,000. And I, and I called a buddy of mine, and I'm excited, and I'm like, dude, oh my gosh, I've got this thing, this Amazon publishing thing up to the point now. My, my check that I got today was almost eleven grand. Like I'm excited about this because I've tried a lot of different online marketing programs. I've tried a lot of different make money programs, everything from from stuffing envelopes to to selling websites, everything. But I've never had anything that worked this way as well as it works and as regularly and got paid as regularly because Amazon is a real business, right? They're not going to jerk you around with the payments. Uh, so I called them up and I'm 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 like I'm excited. I'm on cloud nine. Just got this $11,000 check. I'm expecting him to be as excited as I am, right? So guess what his answer was? Um, I don't know. Tell me. His answer was, Ty, you're BSing. And there's, you know, he uses a lot more colorful words than that. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking he's saying it because he's like not believing, right? <laughs> but he says you're BSing because you're not. You're not doing this thing to your true potential. You're not doing this to its true potential. And the reason why he said that was because... Uh, a few weeks earlier, actually a couple of months prior to that, I had shared with him a goal that I had set, and my goal was to make a hundred thousand dollars a month with this. Now, I, I, in total honesty, I've never made a hundred thousand uh, dollars with this yet, but I had shared that goal with him. Right? We were accountability partners, and for him, me hitting the eleven thousand dollar mark was only ten percent of my initial goal that I was bragging to him <laughs> about hitting. Right? Mm-hmm. So he. And when he said that that morning, I immediately went back home. I laid out a game plan. I said, I'm going to hire more writers. I'm going to get more graphic designers in place, and I'm going to publish more books. I was, I was really complacent up until that point. Now, that's fine, right? Because most people only need 1000 to $2,000 uh, in additional income a month to just get above where they're at right now. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't really about the money at that point. It was just me trying to become a, a different person. Sometimes we set goals not for the goal itself, but for the person that you have to become to reach that goal. That's what it was for me. So there's a very strong case to be made for for outsourcing because if we want to scale the way that you did, Ty, then we can't realistically write 500 books ourselves. You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure no one listening to this call is like, yeah, I want to I want to write 500 books. You know, we want the same results that you've got, but we don't want to spend all that time writing, you know, 500 books. So, you know, I'm pretty convinced now that um, outsourcing is the only way to go. Now, when I was doing 11,000, I had about 20 books. Okay, which is you know, still decent money. If we're trying to do this ourselves, that's still pretty good. So, and I, and I find that on average, on average, right, some are going to do better, some are going to do less, but each ebook will make you about 500 bucks, 600 bucks a month. Um, so if you just need an extra 1,000 bucks, right, to... to with a thousand bucks here, what's that? I don't know. That's fifteen hundred pounds, maybe. Uh, if you've got some folks that are in uh, in the UK listening, my 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 my, uh, I'm not really good with the 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 uh, exchange rates there. But that's a, that's that's a payment on a very nice vehicle there. Yeah. That's savings towards your children's college fund. Yeah. That's that's money that can be applied to your mortgage or to taking a couple of vacations or holidays. Ty, the traffic that you're getting to be able to sell these books, is it all search-based traffic? You know, are, are people finding this purely through Amazon and Google, or are you doing any other extra traffic methods to assist with this? 
Okay, great question. I love it. So what I do is if we fast forward, if we rewind back to where I, I said that initially I don't like to invest a lot of time and money until I know that an ebook is going to sell unless I know that there's some demand. Mm-hmm. So initially I don't put anything uh, into it outside of what Amazon does. Now, Amazon has a lot of They've got a lot of pieces in place that will help you to generate sales, right? Think about it. They've got the buy now buttons, which make it really easy to make these impulsive purchases. Okay. They have uh, over 500 credit, 500 million credit card numbers on file. So everyone has a, almost everyone has a credit card on file with Amazon, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they have, uh, if you ever buy a book on Amazon.com, Amazon will show you other books that are similar to a book that you just bought. So they'll place your book in that area sometimes depending on, um, you know, what book was previously purchased. So there's a lot of different elements that Amazon has in place that will help you to go in and, and increase your book sales. Now, once I find out that a book is selling, then I will start advertising it using like Facebook um, ads sometimes. And Facebook ads are very inexpensive. You can get started for like five bucks a day. And that's what I recommend. I recommend that you start very low. And you don't advertise your ebook until it starts selling, until it starts gaining some momentum. Okay, that makes perfect sense. Are there any other marketing activities that we can that we can do around selling these books? You know, for example, can we build an email list from selling ebooks? Yeah, you absolutely can. You know, as I mentioned earlier, so here's here's what I do. In my ebook sometimes I'll place a link to my website. Well, I'll place a link to what's known as an opt-in form. An opt-in form is basically a page where you might offer someone something in exchange for their name and email address. So you might have a book on Japanese tomato gardening, and in that book you might have a blurb at the back or in the middle of it that says, hey, you want to get some free videos on Japanese tomato gardening? Or here's some, you know, sign up for my my list to learn uh, the top ten things I do to make sure that my Japanese tomato garden is healthy. And then you'll send them over to your page, they'll enter their name and email address, and in exchange, they get that list, the top 10 things that you do. Now, once you have that list, you can now then go in and email them other products. You can offer them other services. You can offer them affiliate products. And, you know, just using that alone, I, I make about an extra five to $6,000 a month just by building up these different lists and offering them affiliate products and services. But related to the original book and topic that they bought. Absolutely. So, yeah, and that's a good point to point out. It, it, making sure that it's, it's related, making sure that it's complementary. If we're having books made on several different topics, do you recommend that we separate those uh, those lists into into different segments within your autoresponder? You can definitely use different autoresponders. Mm-hmm. And if you sign up for a program like AWeber, mm-hmm. if you go to aweber.com, mm-hmm. um, that would probably be the easiest one. Or getresponse.com, there's another one, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you can go in, you can create different lists. You can you can segment these lists here. And, you know, if you, if you have different books, like, so if, let me just stay on track. If you have three different books, one's talking about Japanese tomato gardening, one's talking about how to sell your home, and the other one is talking about preparing your teenager for college, then each of those are going to have different lists, and you're going to funnel those folks into, into different, different lists. I have a program, actually, where I talk about this in more detail um, and show you step-by-step. Step. So especially if you're new to this, it might be a little bit... Uh, difficult to grasp just by listening to uh, to me trying to explain it over audio. But 
it's something that that is very easy to do once you know how to do it, and uh, it's an awesome way to to build up an additional income source. Ty, where can we go to find out more about everything that we've spoken about today, but in uh, you know much greater detail? Where can we go? Yeah, absolutely. So you can go to KindoCashflow.com. I've got some videos up there where you can see step by step how I do a lot of this stuff. It's Kindle, K I N D L E Cash C A S H flow f l o w dot com and also you know if you ever have questions about any of this stuff i'm talking to you the individual that's listening right now because you're going to have questions if you're if you're interested in doing this reach out to me on facebook or on twitter i'm at ty cohen on facebook t y c o h e n uh and on twitter the same thing t y c o h e n i'm a, i'm a big believer in the fact that there's no such thing as a dumb question so any question that you have reach out to me ask me and make sure you go in and watch the videos over at kindlecastro.com Perfect. And with that, we'll end the show. Thank you to you at home listening to this. If you got value from today's episode, please show us your appreciation by leaving a review on iTunes because that really helps us to get more people to find the show. And in turn, that helps us to be able to keep bringing you high quality marketing and business information for free. Finally, Ty, uh, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been really good fun. Absolutely. I had a great time. Thanks for inviting me. The Online Marketing Show with Joseph Bushnell, helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money.